Good morning, Radiate. I hope you're doing good this morning. What? A service already today. It's been an amazing time together as we've worshipped through song, we've worshipped through giving, and we're going to continue to do that as a body and as the church. I'm so glad that you've jumped in with us today uh, to be a part of our week three digital experience here at Radiate Church. It's been an amazing thing the past two weeks, and we're excited about what God's going to say to us today as well. I want to encourage you to do something during this time as we're in these uncertain times and in some different area era or areas of our life, I just want to encourage you to do something. They're using the term social distancing, which I understand what they're saying, but I want to encourage you, don't socially distance, but physically distance. Physically distance so that you can stay safe, but socially connect and spiritually grow. I think those are the things in this time that are going to make a difference in all of our lives. I know it's something that's making a difference in mine because I'm set in my mind, that I'm going to be stronger and better and more mature spiritually whenever this thing's over than I was when it started. And so I'm not going to get around people and just uh, and, and, and subject my health to things. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to listen to my governing authorities. But I'm not going to socially distance. I'm not going to stop talking to my friends and talking to our leaders. And I'm not going to stop spiritually growing. This is a moment where we can lean in. Most of us probably have more time than we normally have. Lean in to what God's saying. Lean into His Word. Lean in to His presence. Worship with your family on a daily basis. Get into the Word and find out where God's going to take us. Today, I, I want to talk to you as we end our Waymaker series. I want to talk to you about this thought, right? How to make a difference when you don't have enough. How to make a difference when you don't have enough. And if you would, go ahead and turn in or on your Bibles to Acts chapter 3. One of my favorite portions of Scripture ever is where we're really going to hang out today. And as you're doing that, I want to I give you these thoughts. Number one, you're going to see a lot of Easter invites starting to come out online this week. I would love for you to help me and help our church invite as many people as possible to be a part of our Easter experience and be a part of that. Send it to them through text. Make phone calls. Invite them just like you would any other time. I know Easter's going to look different this year, and that's okay. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that, but we want you to invite your friends and your family to celebrate the risen king because there may be a virus going around, but the king, Jesus, has still risen from the grave, and we're going to celebrate that in a very creative and interactive way right here, and so we want you to be a part of that. Help us invite people. Also, here's the key to digital church. Digital church, treat it just like you would physical church. Stand up, amen, uh, come on preacher, take notes, read your Bible, worship together, give together, all those things so that we're still the body of Christ and, and participating actively in that, right? So I want to I talk to you about um, something today, about the difference. Let's pause it there. I need you, I'm going to need you to edit that because my illustration is sitting over here. Stupid. Into the digital church thing and then go. So you got some room to. I'll figure out a, a graphic, maybe something about church. All right, you ready? So, digital church, lean in, take notes, be a part of what God's doing in the church. Don't treat it any different than you would the digital uh, or the physical experience as you're watching digitally. So, I want to I talk to you today 
about how to make a difference when you don't have enough. Let, let, me, let me start it with this. Uh, most of you probably have uh, these couple of things uh, at your house uh, today. And so um, I want to talk to you about the difference in an egg and a coffee bean, right? Now, if you take the egg, I love eggs. My wife made omelets for dinner the other night. Uh, it, they were great. I love them. I'll eat eggs just about every morning, especially when you can get some bacon with them. Come on, some body. That is holy food right there, right? But if you put egg, uh, an egg in boiling water, what happens whenever you pull the egg back out? Well, you already know the answer to that. You have a hard-boiled egg. The egg... The inside hardens and it changes and it, it, it can be eaten differently and it's just a different consistency than when it went in, right? And, and so uh, today at some point with your kids, boil an egg with them and find out what it looks like. Let them peel the shell off and talk to them about this illustration. But if you put an egg in boiling water, it changes the consistency of the egg. It hardens everything. It makes it different. Now, this is one of my favorite things that God ever made on the planet and it's coffee beans. I love coffee. Coffee is amazing. You probably can't see them. I'm going to try to hold it so that you can, can see it. But uh, just something that small, right, gives us so much energy and changes life every single day. Um, many of us can't get going without coffee in our lives every morning, right? Amen. Come on, somebody. But here's the thing. If you put the same thing, if you put coffee bean in the same pot of water that you put the egg in, the egg... The consistency of the egg changes because of the water, but the water changes because of the coffee bean. So here's the difference. The egg is changed by what's around it. The coffee bean changes what's around it. So gather the difference here. When we don't feel like we have enough, I want to submit this to you, we can still be like the coffee bean and change everything around us rather than letting everything around us change us. It doesn't have to change the consistency of who we are. It doesn't have to change our faith. It doesn't have to change our beliefs. It doesn't have to change things on the inside because of what's around us. But what's on the inside, what's in us, who we are, can change everything around us. Take that opportunity today, kind of in an interactive way, and boil an egg, and then take that same pot of water and dump some coffee beans in it and watch the water shift. It, it turns brown and it tastes different, but the, the water changes the egg. I want to submit that we can be like the coffee bean. In moments where it's difficult for us, in moments where we don't understand, in moments where it's hard for us to grasp what's happening, and, and the hardest part of this whole thing is we don't know when there's, a, there's an end date. But guess what? Hear me. It doesn't matter. We can still be the coffee bean because what's happening around us doesn't have to get inside of us and change who we are at a very distinct level. We can change everybody and everything around us no matter, no matter what. And, and maybe you feel like right now you just don't have much, right? You don't have much that you can do. Everything, like maybe you're staying home. Maybe you're one of the thousands of Americans that's having to file for temporary unemployment. You're trying to find employment. Maybe you don't know the consistency or the duration of this situation. You're working from home. You're homeschooling kids. You're having to find childcare. Like, you just don't have a lot to change lives. I want to tell you, it's not what you have. It's what you are that changes everything around you. It's not that everything around you changes what you have and who you are, but who you are changes everything. And so I want to take you to Acts chapter 3, 
verses 1 through 10 today. And I want to I read one of my favorite portions of Scripture and look at how we can make a difference whenever we feel like we don't have enough. Let's, let's go to our Scriptures here. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, follow me. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him. Get, get this. They fixed his gaze, their gaze on him. They stared at him, and here's what they said. Look at us with boldness and power. They said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention because he expected to receive something from them. He was about to receive what they didn't think he was going to receive. Here we go. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what, do, what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. Now watch this. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. Come on. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Now catch this. And they were taking note of him. Remember last week we talked about your story can change somebody else's life. They were taking note of him and his story as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg, beg alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. His story was changing their story, right? So here's what's happening. This guy, this lame man, sick from birth, sick from birth, sick from his mother's womb from before he ever came into the world to begin with, lame, couldn't walk. His friends wouldn't carry him to the life-giving place of the temple, they would only carry him right to the door of it. Because there was a short-sighted nature that would take place in this whole thing, right? To where, let me just get you to a place where you can get through today, not to where your eternity can be taken care of. Can I tell you something today? Some of us need to stop sitting at the door of our eternal change and waiting on something to get us through today. If we would get to a place to where our whole life would change, our mentality would change, our, 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 our mind would shift, our heart would change, everything about what we do would begin to shift. Why? Simply because our eternity is shifting and so now our short-sighted, our today is going to change too. Because why? Because what I'm becoming is changing. And so what I'm becoming changes everything that I come into contact with. Don't let what's happening to you today change you. Don't worry about, let me just get through the day. Let me just do this. No, 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 no. Let me become someone. Let me become something that's going to make a difference everywhere that I go. It's going to change the atmosphere. Don't let me just get through the moment. Don't let me just get through the day. Let me, let me change everything, right? And so here we are. They're in this place, and they make this statement. We're going to talk about it in a minute. They say, silver and gold do I, not, I don't have, but what I do have I give to you, right? So they're, trying, they're making a difference in a way that nobody expected with the resources 
that people you without resources that people that make a difference usually have. In other words, let me put it like this. If they were going to make a difference, normally you would need silver and gold, you'd need riches, and you'd need things. They didn't have that. They had something greater, the power of God. Doesn't that sound much like us? Today, the church is expected to make a difference, but the only way we've ever known how to do it in the past is to sit in rows inside of a building. To meet together early on Sundays and serve together at the church. And all of that, none of that changes, and all of that is powerful, and all of that needs to continue to happen. But can I tell you that maybe God's looking at us and going, the things that you had, the titles, the authority, the position, the mindsets, the whatever you thought that you had to make a difference that everybody told you was the only way to make a difference, I want you to know that the only thing that really matters is the power of God that's in you because what's in you changes everything around you, not everything around you changes everything in you. When we focus on the wrong things, when we focus on titles, when we focus on the amount of money that we have, when we focus on the authority that we carry, when we focus on this, when we focus on that, what happens is all of the things on the outside begin to change us on the inside because now we're basing the difference we make based on what we have. But when who we are changes everything around us, who we are makes all the difference. When I base my life on the power of God, the anointing of God, and the strengthening of the Holy Spirit in my life, then what begins to happen is everything around me gets shifted much like this coffee bean. The same water, the same pot, two completely different outcomes. Peter and John were walking and they didn't have the same things that rich people or other people had but they made the greatest difference in this man's life. They didn't look at him and go, go buy you some bread to get through the next hour. They looked at him and said, let me change your life because if I can change your life, then God can take care of the rest. Let me introduce you to God. Let me introduce you to the power of God. Right now, we may not have seats in a building, but what we do have is the power of God. Right now, we may not have hugs and high fives, but what we do have is Zoom and FaceTime. Right now, we may not have uh, the ability to go and do some things that we thought we needed in order to make a difference, but I want to submit to you, you can make a difference right where you are today in somebody's life and bring them past the doors of the temple into the presence of God and change their life just like you could any other way. Maybe this is a wake-up call for all of us to go, you've been laying people at the door so that they could figure it out, but I need you to carry them through the door into my presence so that we can figure it out together. Maybe things need to change. So I want to I give you today three truths to know in order to make a difference. Three truths that we all need to know in order to make a difference. And here's why I'm so excited about this message today. I'm so excited because I believe that if we lean in and we really let God make a difference in our lives, if we lean in and really let God speak to us today, I think it can change everything. I think it can impact lives. I think it can change hearts. I think it can change us. So three truths, three truths to know in order to make a difference today. The first one is this. It's you have to know that you're full of it. Yeah, wake up. I wanted to wake you up. You're full of it. Well, what are you full of? Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says this. 
But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea in Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. We're going to leave this up for a minute because what you're full of is the Holy Spirit. You're full of, it says, you will receive what? Power. I go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. We talked about that two weeks ago. He does not give us a spirit of fear, of timidity, but of boldness, of self-discipline, and of a sound mind. In other words, he doesn't give us a spirit that does anything other than what the Holy Spirit would have us be, which is the Holy Spirit acts in power. We are not powerful in timidity. We are not powerful whenever we're fearful. We're powerful when we're bold, when we're disciplined, right? And when we act with wisdom and a sound mind, we are powerful when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. It says, you will receive. He was talking to disciples. He was talking to people that he trusted and loved him. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. I want you to know something. Here's how you can make a difference today. You have to know you're full of the Holy Spirit. You shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and also Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. In other words, everywhere you go when we're full of the Holy Spirit is an opportunity for us to be witnesses. Now hear me. You're sitting there going, yeah, but we're in isolation Maybe you live in the city of Columbia and you're in a stay-at-home order. Maybe you can't go to work. So where you go is changing. Yeah, but we can still go to Facebook. Trust me, I see it. We can still go to Twitter. We can still go to Instagram. We can still go uh, to FaceTime and text message and phone call. We can still go to the room right next to ours where our kids are. We can still go to the living room where our husband or our wife are. See, my point is, is everywhere. It doesn't just mean where we go physically. It's everywhere we go, we can be witnesses for God with power through the Holy Spirit. How do we make a difference? The first truth you have to know is you're full of the Holy Spirit. I believe that making a difference in the world is a byproduct of a Spirit-filled, Jesus-following life. I believe, according to this scripture, that we don't have a choice but to be witnesses once we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, I'm just going to reference it here. It's not going to come on the screen. We're going to leave this one up. But Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says this, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, here's what it's saying. When we come into a recognition and into a submission to the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is now a part of our lives. So now, when I submit my life to God, the Holy Spirit, through power, is going to make me a witness everywhere that I go. I want you to be encouraged by that. When you go to Food Lion and there's no toilet paper on the shelf, be a witness because you have power and not fear. 
You have power and not timidity. You have power that's not from you because your power is limited. God's power is not when it's given through the Holy Spirit. The first truth you have to know is you're full of it. You're full of the Holy Spirit. And I love that because the Holy Spirit is called our comforter. He's called our God. The Holy Spirit is our empowerer. And here's what I want you to know. That everywhere you go, whenever you feel that little tug, I told some leaders when we were meeting this week, I told them, I said, call and check on these people, make sure that we're in contact, make sure we're making a difference, we know the need, we meet the need, we do our best, right? But then I said, but when God, when you have this name that just kind of rolls in your head or on your spirit, listen, that's probably the Holy Spirit going, hey, call them, text them. Make a difference in their life because it's the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to be witnesses everywhere that we go. I want you to know, I'm not asking you and God's not asking you to make a difference in your wisdom, in your knowledge, in your way, in your strength. That's where we get it wrong a lot of times is we try to make everything happen. But God wants us to make a difference through his power, through his spirit, not ours. So the first one is, I want you to know that, that you're full of it. The second one is, I want you to know this, and this is one that we need to grab a hold of. You don't have to quit. Hear me. If you quit on making a difference for God, it's your choice. You don't have to. It's my choice. I don't have to. We don't have to quit. In fact, look at Acts chapter 3 and verse 6. It says, but Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. So Peter and John are walking. They run into this beggar, this man that needs things. I've had the opportunity to go to the beautiful gate. It's a beautiful gate. It's an amazing place. I was immediately reminded of this story when I was there, and, and I thought about these words where Peter runs into this man, and he's asking for something to fulfill a short-term need, and Peter looks, and he goes, I don't have enough to fulfill your short-term need, but what I do have will change your life, and I freely give it to you. Hear, hear me today, you don't have to give up. Why is this scripture you don't have to give up? Because they didn't let their limitation limit their God. Peter didn't go, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. I don't have riches. I don't have the name. I don't have the title. I don't have the authority. I don't have this. I don't have that. He didn't look at them and go, but that is what God is going to be limited by, what I don't have. No, no, no. He said, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have, I have in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. It's a miracle-working, way-making name. It is the name above all names. It is the name that, cast, that we can cast our fears, that we can cast our burdens and our anxieties, and he takes them and the Bible says he throws our sins and our anxieties and our stresses and our worries as far as the east is from the west he, this is what I do have I don't have what everybody else has that can meet your today need but I have a power that is within me from Acts chapter 1 verse 8 called the Holy Spirit that I have received and now I'm a witness to you about the power of Jesus I need you to get your tail up and walk hear me what many of us many of us including me will do is we'll look and go I don't have these things so there's nothing else I can do I don't have 
the ability to do this. I don't have the knowledge to do that. I don't have a, a relationship here or I don't have the money. I, whatever, you fill in the blank. I don't have, so God cannot. Listen to me. We serve a way-making God. We don't serve a God that just does dependent on what we have. We serve a God that makes something from nothing. We serve a God that makes a way in the wilderness where there is no way and brings a river in the desert where there is no water. We serve a God that makes miracles out of the mundane. We serve a God that changes everything. I don't know about you, but what I do not possess does not limit what I have to give through the power of the Holy Spirit. What I have to give doesn't change what God wants to do through me. Here's the thing, though. I, this right here, this whole statement is a mentality shift. And so I have to let God change what's happening in me so that he can change what's happening through me. Because if my mentality is to go, I don't have this, so I cannot, then I'm automatically going to limit what God can do based on the resources that I have. That's why I said last week, crisis breeds innovation crisis breeds innovation people that follow jesus and true leaders rise to the occasion of creativity because what we don't have actually fuels us to lean on god even more than we ever have before don't give up you don't have to give up you don't have to stop and interruptions in our lives should fuel innovation what can you do i want to ask you this question this is something that you can have a discussion about after this with your family what can you do this week to make a difference in somebody's life we have a family in our church that she sews and she's great at that stuff she's made um masks for people in the medical field and other people that need it. In fact, our staff went this week and we handed out boxes of food with the United Way. They were keeping volunteer rate down, but they asked us to help. And so our staff went and we helped do that. And she gave us masks for that. She's making a difference. In fact, she got a thank you card from somebody that said just that mask helped relieve anxiety for that person. That's making a difference in a very real, tangible way that God's gifted her to make a difference, right? Um, maybe just a simple phone call changes somebody's life. Send somebody a Starbucks e-card. Send them a card and just go, go get you some coffee. Don't walk in, order it on the app, but get you some coffee because you matter. Maybe it's Venmo, somebody $5 to use at a local um, door delivery place for food. Maybe this is a great way to give or, or to change the world. Continue giving to your local church. Maybe God's challenging you and saying, actually, in a time of crisis, sow more seed than you've ever sown before and increase your giving. I don't know. But we can all make a difference because what can we do to make a difference when we're full of it, Right? When we're full of it and when we don't have to quit, we find ways to make a difference. The kingdom is not stopping because of the coronavirus. The kingdom is still moving. The kingdom is still changing lives. Let's keep going. Let's don't quit. Let me, let me give you this thought. You can't be married to a method when it comes to the kingdom of God. You don't marry the method. You date the method and marry the mission. Let me explain what I'm talking about. God has thrown all of our methods in disarray. People that are right now in the church, and I don't want to just talk about the church as an organization. I'm talking about people 
that the only way that we understand God, the kingdom, and church is a certain mentality that we've grown up in and on Sundays and Wednesdays and Mondays and Sunday nights or whatever night you want to say or day you want to say. The only way we understand the power and the movement of the church and the kingdom is within this context. Well, coronavirus has changed all of that. There's more churches that don't understand technology, that don't know technologies. There's more churches that do understand and know technology that have had to shift the way that they get the message out in this time than ever before in the history of the modern church. Here's what I'm saying. If we have married the method that we know of the kingdom, then this flexibility is hard for us. I don't marry a method. I'll preach to a camera. I'll preach to a crowd. It doesn't matter to me, and it doesn't matter to us if we're followers of the kingdom. What matters is the message. The message doesn't change, even though the method may. Are you following me today? So where we are in this thing is, what do we do to make a difference? Your method may have changed, but the message hasn't shifted. We date the methods, because here's the truth. Hear me today. When we get back together and we meet together physically, man, decades down the road, church is going to look different anyway. We just have to remain flexible to the method, but we remain committed to the message. So we have to know, one, that we're full of the Holy Spirit. Number two, we have to know that we don't have to quit. And number three is this. You, you, somebody look at your neighbor, whoever's with you, and say you. Tell your dog, if you got to, that's now on the other side, look at the person on the other side or the dog on the other side and say you, you, can help others walk. Now watch this in Acts chapter 3, verse 8. It says this, with a leap. So the man was excited, right? A leap. The man was excited about a life change, not just a moment of survival, but now a lifetime of thriving. With a leap, he stood upright, and he began to walk, and he entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. Gather this. He entered the temple, who? With them. He entered with them. They walked with him. Hear me today. You, somebody say you, you can make or help others walk. Don't pray for a miracle in somebody's life if we're not willing to grab their hand and walk with them. Walk with them. Walk with them through their questions. Walk with them to their next step of maybe their next step is on this call to click later and go to a face-to-face and get a Q&A and meet with some of our staff and leaders. I don't know. If you got a friend and they're texting you right now saying, hey, I need to go to that face-to-face. I want to learn more about the church. I want to learn more about the kingdom. I, want to, I got some questions I'd love for a staff member to answer. And maybe if you're on here and you know somebody that goes to this church, text them and go, will you go to that with me? Walk into the temple with them. If you know somebody that's given their life to Jesus, can I tell you, it's not just enough to, get, to bring them into the temple and set them down. But we need to walk with them into the temple of new life with Jesus. We need to pray with them. We need to study the Bible with them. We need to check on them. We need to help disciple them. That is the sign of a mature believer. Hear me. The sign of a mature believer is someone that will walk the process with you. Not just somebody that walks you to the process and walks away. Man, we're here in this thing together. We're going to do this 
thing together. We need to grab their hand. We need to help them up, and we need to walk them into their next step. We need to, maybe it's giving, and they have questions about giving. Hey, walk with them through it. Tell them your story. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life since you gave your life to Jesus. Whatever it is, there's a next step that we can walk with them. There is, hear me, as a pastor, I can tell you this unequivocally, with no qualms whatsoever, there is no greater privilege than to be a part of a life change in somebody else. There's no greater honor. There's nothing that gets me more excited. There's nothing that gets me more jacked up than to see somebody's life completely change, and I get to play a small part of that. Hey, when you invite people, hey, I know it's like, hey, I'm not going to invite anybody because we're not going anywhere. No, invite them to this. Invite them to the digital experiences. Invite them to a life change with Jesus. Because remember, the method changes, but the message hasn't. Invite them to that. Do you know that every invite is an opportunity to be a part of somebody else's life change? Do you know that there are hundreds of people that have given their life, over a thousand people have given their life to Jesus at Radiate Church in eight years, and I want you to know that every one of them started somewhere with some kind of invite. It started with some kind of invite, whether it was an invite to church, an invite to prayer, an invite to uh, change life, whatever it was. It says that he entered the temple with them. Peter and John weren't the ones that were in question. They were there for a time of prayer. But in their spiritual tradition, when their method, when they knew that they were going to the temple to spend time in prayer because it was the time that they were supposed to do that, they stopped, they interrupted what they knew, and grabbed this man, changed his, watched God change his life, and then said, come with us. Come with us on the journey. Be a part of this thing with us. Pray with us. Get to know God. In other words, what was happening around them didn't change them. <laughs> but they changed what was happening around them. How many other people had walked by this man and never offered them the power that they said they believed in? Don't wait. Don't wait on somebody else to make a difference. You make the difference. Right where you are. Get creative with it. We get an opportunity right now in a world that doesn't understand or know what's going on to look and go, hey, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is our savior. God is our father. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. We get to make a difference and hear me and we get to walk in the temple with them that pumps me up man what about this how amazing is it that when the method of the church has changed for a period of time the church can grow the kingdom can grow through life change three things that we need to know to make a difference is this we're full of the holy spirit you don't have to quit. And you, yes you, can help others walk. Now, the greatest difference you can make in the world today is this. Give your life to Jesus if you haven't already. Here's what that means. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and he's died on the cross to take away our sins, then we are forgiven. Here's what giving your life to Jesus is, is accepting his sacrifice to make our relationship with God whole again. I want you to hear me. God loves you where you are. He just loves you too much to leave you there. And because of that, he sent his son to die on the cross 
so that me and you and our family members could have access to a Father that loves us all the time. And so today, if you haven't prayed that prayer and you're going, my sins and what I've done and who I am isn't changing everything. Everything's changing me and I haven't given my life to Jesus and I, I, I haven't submitted my life to the cross. I want you to hear me today. God wants to remove the barrier of sin between you and Him and He wants the acceptance of Jesus in our life so that we can walk in a right relationship with Him. And if that's you today, I just want to lead you in a prayer. And then right after I say amen, I'm going to give you a quick um, instruction so that we can walk in the temple together and we can walk through this journey. So if you would just bow your heads and if, if you're ready to submit your life to Jesus, to give your life to Jesus, to walk into a right, redeemed relationship with God that through Jesus everything's been forgiven, if you're ready for that, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, open your mouth and say it. Dear Jesus, I give you my life I thank you that you died on the cross to forgive me. You paid for the sins that I can't pay for so I can have a relationship with God. Thank you for believing in me when I didn't believe in myself. I give you everything. I don't claim to be perfect, but I will submit to you. Walk with me, guide me, and help me live for you. I give you who I am, and I accept my place in the family of God through Jesus Christ, the Son. Hey, now, if you prayed that, and you meant that, and you submitted your heart to Jesus, here's what I want you to do. First of all, I want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. But here's what I want you to do. There's going to be a link that comes up below. I want you to click on that link. It's a new life link, and here's all it's going to do. It's going to give you a little bit more information, and it's going to give you resources. We might get some information from you so that we can contact you and walk through this with you, but it's going to give you resources so that we can enter the temple so we can walk through this together, so we can journey through a new life with Jesus on the same team. So go ahead and give you permission. If you've given your life to Jesus today, click that link and go find out more. If you are not clicking that link or if you didn't pray that prayer, I want to ask you this question. Have this conversation with your kids, with your family this week and say, how can we make a difference this week? Come up with ways that we can make a difference. Maybe it's a Starbucks gift card. Maybe it's writing someone a card and mailing it to them. Maybe it's a FaceTime or a text message or a Zoom meeting or a phone call with someone in the church or someone from work. Maybe it's continuing your generosity and your giving to your local church or maybe even increasing that by a percentage or two. Whatever it is, whatever difference you can make, because as you're making a difference in other people's lives, then what God does is he now takes the difference you made in their life and he'll multiply it because you'll make a difference in someone else's and now they'll make a difference 
in someone's life and it begins to catch like wildfire. I want you to know that today I'm praying for you and I believe in you and as a church, we're gonna make a difference. We're gonna turn lemons into lemonade. We're gonna watch God change lives. We're gonna see his church expand. We're gonna see the kingdom grow and we're gonna see God change people's lives. And we're gonna see it happen, church. It's taking place as we speak and it's gonna happen because we're full of the Holy Spirit because we won't quit and because we can help others walk. And so what I want to do is I'm going to pray with you, and then I'm going to tell you, let's go change the world. There's going to be a link that's going to pop up. If you want more information about Radiate Church or have any questions, click that link. It's a face-to-face with one of our staff or our team leaders so that we can answer any questions you have, tell you more about Radiate Church, get you involved so that we can do this and enter the temple together. I want to pray over you. We're going to post that link, and then we're going to start having a conversation with our family about how we can be the coffee bean that changes everything around us and not the egg that everything around us changes. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you. We get an opportunity, as your scripture says in Hebrews, to enter the throne of God through the sacrifice of Jesus. We are thankful that we get to pray to you and talk to our Father. We are not bound by religion. We are not marrying the methods. We are marrying the message of the kingdom of God that is here to change the world today. I pray that in, uh, as, as your word says, I pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us innovation, give us creativity, and allow us the opportunity to make a difference everywhere that we go, whether it's digital or physical. Empower us with the Holy Spirit like never before that we can change people's lives everywhere we go, in our home and beyond. And God, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I'm excited about what's gonna happen. God, we honor you in your name, amen. Hey, Radiate, we just got to talk to our Father, and now let's go make a difference in the world so that they can talk to the Father as well. I love you guys, let's go change the world. I'll see you next week.